Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. I'm your host, James Ryan, and on today's episode of the podcast, I am talking 1993's Kronos. This is Guillermo del Toro's directional debut. Uh, This is definitely a horror film, definitely fits under that category. Um, It is a very, very unique take on the vampire genre, um, listening to some interviews that he did um, that were available on the Criterion channel. And he mentions that he takes, again, the vam- the word vampire is never mentioned in this film, um, but that's exactly what this film is. But it, it has a very unique story and a story that I was enthralled by and I really couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Um, and I cannot say that for most of Guillermo del Toro's movies. The only other movie that I've seen of his that I've actually enjoyed is Pan's Labyrinth. Um, his newer works, especially the newest version of Pinocchio, I just I didn't even make it all the way through. And that is a rarity for me. I usually see movies until the end, uh, no matter how much I am uh, not enjoying them. But yeah, Pinocchio being a musical and yeah the stop motion animation was incredible um, but the story itself i just and the music was really too much for me but i digress i am not here to talk about pinocchio i am here to talk chronos and i'll try and break down the plot as best as i can it's a little complicated but basically this alchemist who lived in the 1500s ends up creating this device that grants eternal life to the user uh, this device is shaped almost like a beetle um and what this device does is it latches onto you and takes some of your blood um it is pretty gory this movie is not for the squeamish or yeah if you don't like the sight of blood this movie is not going to be for you but um when this device takes your blood uh there are some consequences um and i'm not going to get into what those consequences are except to say you turn like you at least begin to turn into somewhat of a vampire. Uh, you start to lust after blood. Uh, there's more to it than that. Um, but anyway, the person who is in possession of this device is this uh, elderly antique dealer. His last name is Grease, and he and his granddaughter come across it. Um, Grease is the first one to use this device in the film. And you find out pretty quickly that uh, this other gentleman, if you can call him that, uh, and his nephew are also trying to find this device. And the nephew is played by Ron Perlman. And yeah, he is constantly coming to Greece and asking for this device because his uncle wants it. And there are consequences here that I don't I don't want to spoil too much of this movie. Um, But anyway, um, I think this movie, the special effects are fantastic. Um, I think the acting is pretty solid here. Um, And I think the story that is being told is absolutely fascinating and riveting and any other word you want to use to describe it. I was pretty much all in on this movie. Um, There are a few things here and there that I could nitpick, but I don't really want to do that because this is probably the second best film that i've watched thus far in this series um i really Kerneko and this one are probably the two that i would recommend uh the most highly um this one is just yeah such a such an interesting take on the vampire genre um some really really cool set design uh great use of lighting um some of the framework here and just yeah like i just keep coming back the story that is being told here is very very unique 
it has a little bit of hellraiser in it and the fact that the, the device kind of stabs you um but instead of making it this horrific thing where all these demons come from hell uh it tells a much uh, more interesting story in the fact that this device grants you eternal life. Uh, the fact that it turns you into somewhat of a vampire is another story. Um, but yeah, just seeing the descent of Greece and kind of what happens to his family, that's a theme that is very present in a lot of Guillermo del Toro's films. In fact, all of them um, is kind of what it takes for the family unit to stay together and what can break it apart here. And that is definitely, definitely an element here. I just love the kind of supernatural element in the fact that because deep down, we all kind of wish that we could live forever. And characters in this movie are definitely, (laughs) they don't really care what the consequences are, at least at first. And they are really just focused on kind of being in possession of this object and, uh, just taking advantage of what it is offering. So I don't know if I described that the best way, but needless to say, I think Kronos is one of the best directional debuts I have ever seen. Um, it makes me want to check out more of Guillermo del Toro's work, where if you would ask me before watching this movie what I thought of Guillermo del Toro, I would tell you I would, I'm a huge fan of Pan's Labyrinth, but beyond that, uh, don't really like his work. Now I have another one that I can say, you know what, I can point to and say, this movie is good. <laughs> this movie is, uh, yeah, just a really, really fun time. And it's only an hour and a half long. Um, so I definitely recommend checking this one out when you get a chance. Uh, like I said, it is currently streaming on the Criterion channel and is well worth a watch. So... Looking ahead, uh, the next three movies, uh, 1922's Hexon is next. Uh, that will be tomorrow's episode, followed by 2001's Jeepers Creepers and 1992's Candyman. I've uh, never seen any of these three, so uh, excited to do that. And uh, towards the end of the month, I had mentioned that I will be checking out The Exorcist. I don't know if I'm going to have time to check out um the exorcist 2 or the exorcist 3 which i didn't mention that i might try and do i know i said i might go see exorcist believer but it is supposed to be absolutely terrible um so i have no urge to do that even for entertainment purposes for the podcast Uh, but i might watch the two sequels because two is known as being just absolutely horrible and i wouldn't have to go to theaters to see it and then exorcist 3 is supposedly pretty good um i'll get in more into the exorcist obviously when i talk about it on the 24th um, but I already watched it and wow, that movie, I like, yeah, that, that movie, obviously it's intense, but I just, it was kind of like my, the, my ET experience this year and the fact that I just somehow, like, I don't know, watching it over a decade after I first saw it, um, I definitely see it differently and I definitely thought like, I can see why people say this is the best or one of the best horror movies ever made. Anyway, this that's not this episode, but that's later in the month. I just wanted to let you know, I may be talking about uh, some of the sequels that came after as well. But I will be back tomorrow talking about 1922's Hexon. Thank you for joining uh, for today's episode and hope you can tune in tomorrow. <laughs>